Good morning, one and all. Welcome into the Wealth Guardians Radio Show. I'm Doug Ray. I've got Bryce Payne here in the audience with me. And folks, Bryce welcomed a new member of his family this week. Ah, yes, I did. I haven't. Uh, we haven't established a name yet. We're working on it. But uh, we welcomed in uh, my wife and I a brand new 2020 Buick Regal, and I am very excited about it. And the funny thing is, Doug, you play golf, but I play disc golf. And one of the driving factors for me choosing this specific vehicle was of how big the trunk space opens up. It's kind of like a hatchback style where it opens above the rear window. You saw it, and I can just get my disc golf cart in there so smoothly and so easily without fidgeting with it and, and working it in there. It just gets in there and back out so easily. But you saw the interior. I oh, that's it. it's gorgeous. Very but beautiful. you know what? I think we just deflated the whole audience because I think they were expecting us to say, you and Bill had a baby. Well, we... We did some 22 years ago, <laughs> but that's uh, that's water under the bridge now. All right, hi folks. Aspen. Yep, we got a great uh, great show lined up for you. We're, one of our favorite segments is the uh, listener question segment, so we're going to do that for the April questions. Before we get going, always tip our hat, salute our veterans, our service members, our first responders and all their families. Thank you so much for what you're doing, especially in this time of need. And all of the people on the front line, the healthcare workers, the people at Wake, and wherever you might be, uh, if you are in the health field, putting your lives at risk to help our society get through this, we do want to thank you as well. We appreciate your service at this time, too. Doug, we are going to do listener questions this morning to get things started off for the first segment before our break. Yeah, always one of my favorite segments. It is. I like it, too. It's always good to hear from our uh, our clients and the people out there who uh, tune in to us. So I'm going to throw it out here for you, Doug. Let's get things started with Steve in Lexington. This month has reached out to us, and he says there's an online calculator that says he's going to need $742,485 for retirement. How accurate do you think that estimate is? That's a very good question, uh, Steve. You know, it's a good start. It's a good tool. Um, but Absolutely. it's uh, the second you do it, it's obsolete. And by the way, so are our plans and everybody else's plan too. Now you're sitting there going, uh, he just said your plan is obsolete. It is because it's not like the Constitution or the Bill of Rights. It's not permanent. Your life is going to change over time. And you need a plan that's going to evolve with you. And that's why with our clients, we are constantly molding and shaping the plan that we first built for them because things change. You know, people move. They they downsize. Just any number of different variables. So, Steve, it's a great start. I'm glad you're thinking about it. It's a great tool. But you need to find a, a retirement professional to help you through the rest of your retirement. Very good. All right. Thanks, Steve, for your question. And thanks for being a listener. Doug, we're going to go now to Christina in High Point. Hi, Christina. She says, I have almost $150,000 sitting in my savings account, and I'm tired of getting virtually no interest on it, but I am also far too scared to invest it right now. Should I just leave it in the bank? That's Christina. Doug, what do you say to that? Well, another very, very good question, because a lot of us are sitting there with the same situation. She's not alone. Yep. And as you know, the banks are paying nothing. You know, it's a deep question, and it takes a lot more questions from us to really be able to give you an answer. For example, what exactly are you planning for this 150? Is it going to be for a down payment on a house in a year or two? If that's the case, then maybe you need to keep it right where it is. It's a time horizon question. It's a time horizon question. And from the fact that you tell me that you're scared, 
that tells me also that you probably need to talk to a professional about it. But there are some credit unions out there that will give you a little bit better interest rate. I would just look around. Uh, you know, a good source is bankratemonitor.com. Uh, that's a good tool to just start uh, doing your investigations. Very good. All right. Thanks, Christina. And uh, please reach out to us if you want to sit down with us as well. All right, Doug. Next, we have Beverly, my mother's name, in Kernersville. And hi, Beverly. Beverly says, uh, Doug and Bryce, I counted up the mutual funds in my IRA and it appears that I have 33 different funds. Is that adequate diversification or not? Wow. Holy moly. 33. Okay. Oh, Beverly. Depends, right, Doug? It depends. <laughs> my dear Beverly. <laughs> 33 is way too much. You've probably got so much overlap in there, Mm -hmm. you probably aren't diversified. You know what I'd recommend you do? Come in and let us do an evaluation of those 33 mutual funds. Bryce will painstakingly enter every single ticker symbol you have, and we'll let you know if you're diversified or not. I'll set aside my week for you, Beverly. (laughs) That one's going to take a while. And it it also depends, Beverly. I'm curious, um, since it's in your IRA, is that a managed IRA, or did you pick the uh, mutual funds out yourself? And what strategy were you using? Are they all equity funds, or are some of them bond funds? As Doug said, you probably have quite a bit of overlap in there, and you could probably create a diversified portfolio with just maybe seven or eight mutual funds, quite honestly. But let us take a look at it. Well, folks, uh, by this time, I'm guessing that maybe, uh, uh, you know, these questions have struck up a particular interest or struck a chord with you. Maybe uh, there's still a question out there we haven't covered that's kind of a a burning question you have on, on your mind. So if you want us to help. Yeah, if, if any of those things are true, then I encourage you to give us a call right now. We love, absolutely love hearing from our listeners. And many of you have just a simple question. And sometimes we end up being able to help you put together an actual full-blown financial plan. And we're here to help you gain more confidence in your financial plan overall. But you have to be the one to start the conversation. We can't start it for you. Call us right now and just leave a voicemail while it's fresh on your mind. Let us know you're interested in having a complimentary financial review. We're going to call you back on Monday morning to schedule that visit. When you come in, here's what you can expect. In addition to spending some time getting to know each other, we're going to analyze your current portfolio. We're going to run a free report to see what your plan is costing you. We'll analyze inflation's impact on your plan 10, 20, 30 years down the road. And if you haven't considered the impact of taxes on your retirement, then we'll make sure your new plan takes the possibility of likely rising taxes seriously. This is how you can get a much more accurate look at your financial and retirement health. And it's how you get answers to those burning questions that are on your mind. So Bryce is going to tell you how to get in touch, and we cannot wait to visit with you soon. Well, it's, it's actually quite simple. All you have to do is pick up that phone thing that's sitting somewhere in your house, and you give us a call at 336-391-3409. And I'll get that to you again. It's 336-391-3409. Or get your free second opinion review online at thewealthguardians.com and click the blue button. It's as easy as that. All right, let's move on back now, Doug, to our listener questions. And now we're going to Amber in Bermuda Run. I like that name. Hi, Amber. Amber says, Bryce, doesn't say Doug, she just says Bryce. I like it. Bryce, (laughs) I'm 55 years old and I have about $300,000 saved for retirement, but I feel like I'm really behind where I should be compared to most people I know. Am I in trouble? I've got a niece uh, named Amber. 
Amber, my favorite uh, answer to this kind of question is it depends. It depends. It depends. Hey. Yeah. You know, fifty-five and three hundred thousand dollars. I'd say offhand, you're doing pretty good, but uh, it does depend. It depends on, you know, how much uh, you're spending, what your retirement plans are, that kind of thing. Again, you're a perfect candidate to take us up on our offer to come in and get a full-blown uh, retirement plan done. You're fifty-five. You're probably ten or so years away from retirement. This is a perfect time for you to to do that it exercise. really it really is and amber also it's not always how much you've saved for retirement but how much income you can generate off of what you've saved for retirement and what you have saved or the income you can produce is one side of the scale the other side of the scale is how much do you need how much are you going to be spending on a monthly or annual basis in retirement so since you didn't give us that uh would have to have you come here in the office so uh, just give us a call okay doug trevor uh from our south side trevor in charlotte says Doug and Bryce, can you clarify whether I can start my Social Security benefit and still earn an income or not? I've heard different things, and I'm confused about my options. There we go. There's a good question for us, Doug. Well, it depends. (laughs) It depends upon how much income you earn. Between the ages of 62 and your full retirement age, there is an earnings test or an income cap, and if you make over that amount of money, then, yeah, they're going to start taking away some of your benefit. Now, once you get full retirement age, then you can make as much money as you want to make, and there's no penalty or no earnings test on your Social Security. So again, uh, we'll give you a complimentary Social Security analysis if you'd like. Just give us a call. Very good. All right. And lastly, Doug, before we go to break, here is another one of our uh, Southside listeners, Billy in Indian Trail from our Charlotte office says, Doug, I just inherited a very large sum of money from my father that I wasn't expecting at all. I thought I might get 50000 but it's more like 10 times that. I've been diligently saving for my own retirement, not counting on anything like this, so I don't even know what to do with it. What's the most responsible way to handle it? And Billy, uh, I'm sorry for your loss. Doug, how do we start a conversation like that? Well, Billy, congratulations, first of all. that's um, I'm sure that shocks shocked you. It probably shocked me if I got cut that much more than I expected. Billy, truthfully, you do need to sit down with a professional. Um, pick somebody who's a fiduciary. Pick somebody that is uh, uh, skilled in, in retirement planning. Uh, I'm guessing you're getting close to that uh, retirement uh, planning stage of life. But congratulations. You are well on your way to what I perceive is the uh, golden retirement years. And it somewhat depends on what type of registration he inherited those monies in as well, Well, Doug, on what he can do with them, what he should do with them. Depends, right? It depends, always. Okay, folks, uh, we're about to head to break here. And as you know by now, before we go to a break, I start things off with a trivia question. Well, this week's trivia question is centered around our neighbors to the south. We just celebrated Cinco de Mayo. And my trivia question to you is, what the heck did we just celebrate? And we did it virtually. What is Cinco de Mayo? What is it? That's our trivia question. And we will get back to you on the other side of the break with that. In the meantime, if you do feel like reaching out to us, again, our phone number is 336-391-3409. That's 336-391-3409. Reach out to us to get a second opinion or just a riskalyze report. Whatever you uh, think that you might need that we can help you with, we'd be happy to sit down with you. And you can also visit us at thewealthguardians.com. Folks, we will be right back after the break. Ah! 
Thanks for listening to The Wealth Guardian Show. Remember, if you need any help with crafting your financial and retirement plan to reach out to the great team at Wealth Guardians by calling 336-391-3409. That's 336-391-3409. Or go online to thewealthguardians.com. And welcome back to The Wealth Guardians Radio Show. I'm Bryce Payne. Doug Gray is here again. Thank you for sticking around with us through the break. And, uh, you know, folks, anyone out there who is five to seven years from retirement and you just want to confirm that you're making the best decisions for your retirement, well, as we mentioned in the first segment, we do offer a no-cost, no-obligation second review so that you can understand how to retire the job yet keep the paycheck. And all you got to do is pick up the phone. It's 336-391-3409. Nine. Now, in the first segment, we were answering some uh, listener questions, and then we moved to the trivia question. And, Doug, the trivia question was, we just had Cinco de Mayo. What was it that we just celebrated? What does Cinco de Mayo celebrate? What do you think it is? Well, I know what it is, but I think everybody or most people think that it might be the uh, Independence Day for Mexico. Which it is not. It is not. No. So here we go. I'm going to be reading this here. Cinco de Mayo is observed to commemorate the Mexican army's victory over the French Empire at the Battle of Puebla on May 5th, 1862. And this is funny. The victory of the smaller Mexican force against a larger French force was a boost to morale for the Mexicans. However, I didn't know this part. A year after the battle, a larger French force defeated the Mexican army at the Second Battle of Puebla, (laughs) and Mexico City soon fell to the French. I had no idea about that. So it was a short-lived victory, but we still see it as a reason to down some beers and uh, all of that fun stuff here in, uh, in America for our southern neighbors. Interestingly enough, Doug, do you know when uh, Mexico celebrates its actual Independence Day? I do not. Okay. Well, folks, there's a second trivia question out there for you. I'll give you a few seconds. When does Mexico actually celebrate its Independence Day? I know a lot of you know this, but uh, I sure as heck didn't. It is actually September 16th, and that's commemorating the Cry of Dolores, which uh, initiated the War of Mexican Independence from Spain. So on September 16th, we'll come back here and maybe do another trivia question around that. All right, folks. Well, let's get back to our show now. And Doug, now for the second segment, uh, we are going to go into should you tap your retirement accounts to make it through the crisis? And as you know, uh, there was that coronavirus stimulus bill that just came out, and that makes it now a lot easier for Americans to withdraw money from their 401ks based on a lot of the uh, rules that are in that uh, stimulus package. And there's other types of retirement accounts now that you can tap as well, when normally there might be some penalties or fees for doing that. The question is, Doug, is this a wise choice to help ease the burden of the crisis? Well, I'm not sure the operative word is wise, uh, because if you got to do it, you got to do it. Uh, and thankfully, the government did give uh, some looser rules so that if you have to do it, it makes it a lot less painful on you. For example, uh, one of the things they did is if you're under 59 and a half and you have to take a withdrawal from your IRAs, then there is a early distribution penalty of, of 10%. Uh, so they waive that up to $100,000. And then the good news there is, If you can replace that money that you took out within three years, then you're not going to be taxed on it. That's three years. That's amazing that they did that. Yeah, that's that's really key there. And, you know, we had a question from a client earlier, and I think this whole thing's got a lot of people confused. 
they were thinking that they could take money out of their IRA tax-free. Right. Tax and penalties are two different things. Two different things. You're, You're never going to get rid of the taxes portion, no, unfortunately. No, no, and, and, in fact, for, for our clients, it was a moot point anyway because they're already over 59 and a half. Which means they could have already done that. There's no The penalty phase for them is already gone. Yeah. Now, again, if you do take a distribution, it's got to somehow tie back into a corona-related issue. But again, I think they've made these rules pretty loose. So take that with a grain of salt. Sure. Now, 401ks, typically the rule was there that you could take a loan from your 401k up to a maximum of 50% or $50,000, whichever is more. And they've increased that now. They they have. They increased that to 100000 Nice. Okay. And then, of course, uh, the CARE Act uh, has basically suspended required minimum distributions for all of us, any age, for 2020. And that's separate from the act that they passed at the beginning of the year, which increased the RMD from 70 and a half to 72. Now they've come back and said, Forget that. Even if you're still 70, you don't. whether you've already been taking RMDs, you don't have to take one in 2020, period. That's, that's exactly right. So no RMDs are required this year. If you need it, go ahead and get it, but you're not required, not required this year. required to. Okay. And, and they did that back in 2008, too, by the way. Okay. So. Well, Doug, I mean, that's a lot of changes, and that's only – we're just scratching the surface there with all of the changes that were in the CARE Act. But do you think these are good changes overall if the goal was to help people get through the pandemic? Do you think these were effective changes for them? Absolutely. I think it is. I think it's the right way to go. I'd like to see some more stimulus. I think one thing that would be huge would be a uh, – uh, kind of a, a vacation from the payroll taxes. Let's, yeah. That's still being batted around in D.C. Let's see what happens. Well, there's, you know, I, my my concern about that, I think, and which is, is well vocalized out there, that if a lot of people are simply out of work, that doesn't help them. They're already not paying payroll taxes because they, they're not getting payroll. Yeah, but let's pray they get back to work here let's pretty do. soon. Let's do. Okay. So then does it make smart financial or retirement planning sense to do this or would you consider it an absolute last resort for a client to exercise that option? Well, sure. I mean, consider it a last resort. Like I said at the beginning, if you got to, you got to. But, uh, you know, obviously use the stimulus money if you can. Uh, do whatever you can before you raise your, your retirement. It's for your retirement. Remember that. Okay, very good. So then in normal times, does it ever work out? for folks who take withdrawals or loans from retirement accounts, or is your advice the same as it is during the crisis? Pretty much the same. Okay, that's not going to change things. Yeah, I mean, if you got to have it, you got to have it, but uh, keep it for your retirement. Let, let that money try to grow for you, because the market is going to turn around here at some point, and if you've got the loan money out of it, then you're just missing out on those gains. Exactly. So let's, uh, let's try to keep it in there, folks, if we can. And uh, so, Doug, the fact that some people out there that they're listening to this show, it tells me a few things about those who are listening because they, you, you're probably like most of our clients. Yeah, when it comes to taxes, you're happy to pay your fair share, but you don't want to overpay. You want a good rate of return on your investments, but you're also concerned about taking too much risk. Now, on the flip side, you'd be happy to ensure that you'd never lose any money, but you don't want to fall behind due to inflation. You have more important things to worry about than trying to keep up with what the stock market is doing every day. 
All right, so that's one, two, and three. This, all three of those, is why it's so important to get a review of your financial situation and a customized retirement plan because you can address these things that are on your mind and eliminate all that time you spend simply worrying about your finances and about retirement. It's a no-brainer. Wouldn't you rather put your time and energy into something that you actually enjoy? So if you've done a good job preparing for retirement and want to help answer all the outstanding questions about your retirement, give us a call to set up a complimentary financial review. There's no cost. There's no obligation with this review. It's just a chance for us to meet, talk about the things that are on your mind, and find out what the best way is that you can plan for your retirement. All you got to do is pick up the phone. It's 336-391-3409. I'll give that to you again. It's 336 336- Three nine one three four zero nine, and get your free second opinion review online at thewealthguardians.com. Just click the blue button. That's where it's at. All right, Doug, let's move on to a different subject here. Let's move on to Roth conversions. Since we are talking about retirement accounts and all the things that the CARE Act has changed the rules about those for us, Let's talk about Roth conversions because that is a really key component to a retirement plan. Well, if you long-time listeners know, we are big proponents of Roth conversions because we all believe taxes will be higher in the future, and especially now that the government's created more more debt with all the stimulus. Uh, it's $25 trillion now, about $201,000 for each of you taxpayers out there. That's your share of it. So why in the world not consider taking some monies that are going to be forever taxable probably at a higher rate, and taking advantage of these low tax rates now and and making in forever untaxable, non-taxable money. Yeah, what you're doing is you're converting, folks, uh, in an IRA, monies that will eventually be taxed to a Roth account where it grows tax-free for you. So, of course, that's a taxable event. You want to do that in a time period in a way that has the least uh, tax implications for you as possible. But in the long run, the reason Doug and I are firm believers in this is because we've seen the numbers. We've seen a financial plan that does incorporate a Roth conversion and financial plans that are identical that don't incorporate it, and the numbers speak for themselves. So that's that's a key aspect to it. And, you know, for some of you, this may be – you may be able to take this crisis and turn it from a lemon to a lemonade because your tax bracket may be lower this year – than it would have been otherwise. So that would give you more capacity uh, to convert those uh, IRAs and 401ks into a Roth. So makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah. And Doug, you know, are there any common mistakes that you see people make with Roth conversions? I know one of the common mistakes I see is that one, people simply don't do them. They don't take advantage of them, period. That's the biggest mistake. Now, the other thing you've got to keep in mind is that uh, once you make the conversion, it's a done deal. There's no going back. They took that little rule away uh, last year. Uh, used to be you could uh, change your mind and have yeah. a do-over, but not anymore. Not anymore. Now, um, if we wanted to give an example of uh, of a situation where somebody would really benefit from a Roth conversion, I would say it's for those people who are delaying filing Social Security so they can take advantage of the uh, delayed credits that you get. So if you retire at 66 but you don't want to file for Social Security until age 70, those are called the gap years. And that is a key time period right there where you can be in a really low tax bracket and convert some of those uh, IRAs to Roth at that specific time. Those are the people that could really benefit for it in that specific time period, Doug. 
Uh, what do you have to add to that? Well, also, I'd say a rule of thumb that's just uh, I see from, from experience is if you've got a balance in your IRA of 401k of, say, a half a million dollars or more, it's probably uh, would behoove you to consider converting some of that. Uh, most families, if it's less than a half a million dollars, you might need that during your retirement years. But for those of you who have uh, higher balances, uh, if you can convert it now to Roth, then what you're doing is you're going to be able to give away some of that tax-free money to your children or whoever your beneficiaries are. And that would be a a tax-free legacy that you can give to them. And Doug, we also want to remind everybody out there that a conversion is not considered a contribution. So if you're in the mindset that I make too much money to be able to do a a contribution. Therefore, whatever these guys are talking about, I can't do. No, that's not true. A conversion and a contribution are two different things. And we could go into a longer conversation about some ways to be able to contribute to a Roth, even when you think that you can't. There are some backdoor uh, Roth IRA options as well. But that must be a conversation for another time, Doug, because we are out of time this week. Unfortunately. So it's time for us to get out there and enjoy the beautiful weekend. I hope you have a good one, Doug. And I hope everyone out there Has a good rest of your weekend as well. Stay healthy, stay safe, and uh, we look forward to uh, seeing you back here at the same time, same station next week. Have Have a good one. Take care.